0: Episode 22, Chapter 4
1: of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lambert. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he helps you grow today in the everyday moments of life.
0: Jeffrey Hughes has a Ph.D. from the University of Glasgow and is Professor of Christian Ministry, Theology, and Culture at Seattle Pacific University. He's also the executive director of Pivot Northwest. He's a regular contributor to the Kindling's Muse podcast on theology and culture and is on the editorial board of Literature and Theology. His books include Freedom of the Self, Blur, and Your Neighbor's Hymnal. Cuse lives in Seattle, Washington with his wife Diana and their three children.
1: Our conversation this week with Jeff Cuse has demonstrated that the Bible really is a book of questions. The characters whom we read about and sometimes idolize dealt with very real questions revolving around fear and shame and identity. They were searching for how their everyday lives were affected by the larger questions of life. And that's what today's chapter with Jeff Cuse illustrates as we dive into some of the difficult questions he wrestled with at a crucial moment in his life. Um, chapter three, I have, to, I have to talk about this one, too. Um, the question is, how will I know? And you tell a story that is just—you literally have me laughing when I'm reading this story. Of course, I know it probably wasn't the funniest there. Could you tell the story about— you were up against a decision point in your life and you had many questions. And so you had this great idea to reach out for some wisdom and guidance and that you would go off into a wilderness of your own and allow God to speak to you.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a real turning point in my life. Um, I just turned 30 and I was in, and and most people do in their twenties and thirties are trying to figure out what the next stage of life was. And I was going through a lot of changes and a lot of, you know, questions about my own vocation and, uh, given my age, I, I, you know, at that point in my life, there was no internet to rely on. And so um, I wrote letters. And so I, I had this idea, I'm just going to write letters to people in my life at different stations of my life. And I wrote 14 letters to people saying, hey, can you give me some input? I just want, what do you think God wants me to do with my life at this station of life? I was looking at possibly a career change. I was not sure about graduate school. Um, I was in a dating relationship that I didn't know where it was going and um and I, and everybody responded to me. Uh, they all sent me back letters and my goal was I was going to open a letter in the morning and a letter in the evening and I was going to listen to God through these letters and I was going to have a desert experience. So I had a old Jeep CJ7 and I grabbed these letters, put them in a bag, got in my Jeep and I drove to Utah. But at least that was the goal. And I was going to go into the, go into the Moab, go to Moab, and I was going to open a letter in the morning, open a night, and listen to what God had to say. It sounded fantastic, kind of Desert Mystics kind of thing. I had it all dialed in. And then my car blew up and broke down, and, um, and I was stuck, and I was broke, and I wasn't able to repair the, the Jeep at that time. And so everything started to unravel. I had this great plan. I thought it was going to go great. Uh, But God destabilized everything, quite frankly. I mean, it just was not what I planned. But I did open the letters and I just started listening to people. And and here's the thing. If you ask people to give input into your life, you have a responsibility to listen and act on it. I really believe that wholeheartedly. And I think that we don't do this enough as far as really seeking out wisdom and saying, hey, maybe you have a vantage on my life that I don't have. And would I listen to it even if I disagree with it? And so the things that came out with it was – um, I was encouraged to go to graduate school. It's something I've been thinking about. And that's why I ended up going and my PhD at a time when I didn't think that was a good idea. But I did it anyway, because they thought it was a good idea. And I'm glad I did. Um, I ended up proposing to my now wife, uh, because, you know, some of the letters said, you're being a coward. She's the best thing ever happened to you. Just you need to do this. Um so, I mean, there were things like that that came out of that season in that event that also in the destabilizingness of, uh, I had all these great plans. I thought how I was going to negotiate these, these, these inputs, and then that didn't happen, um, put me in a place of disequilibrium where I was able to listen to God in some really important ways. So talk to us about one of the things that fascinates me about this book. So I've started
1: this new practice when I'm picking up a book and I'm getting ready to, to read. So I, I kind of do my quick Reading version, I look at the intro, I look at the back cover and the table of contents, and I begin to formulate the questions I think that I'm going to ask of this book. And so, one of the ideas that I have when when coming to a book about live the questions and how this searching shapes uh, our 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 convictions and commitments is all the different questions that we have in life. And you do a really good job of drawing these out and and showing how. these big questions that Scripture is asking are so applicable to all the little questions that we might have. Like you're talking about in the story of, you know, wh- where do I go with my vocation from here? Should I go to school? Again, we're both in our 30s. We're dealing with we're a lot of those very questions. similar questions. <laughs> so, how does this question of how will I know when you're talking about uh, um, Moses in in this particular chapter affect these everyday questions? Because I think at first glance, when we approach Scripture, these questions are worlds away. So how do these big picture questions in Scripture help us figure out and navigate these smaller everyday questions?
2: Yeah, yeah, thanks. So like, for example, the question uh, that you just referenced about Moses, and this is in chapter four of the book, um, where it's, it's really I'm kind of dialing into what questions about shame and fear and identity. And so, like for Moses, right? So one of the things you get with Moses' story is Moses is 80 years old <laughs> uh, when he is encountered this famous burning bush, right? I mean, he, at age 40, he's on the run. He's, on a, he's a fugitive from this uh, incidental murder that he has fleeing Pharaoh's household. And then we hear in Exodus three, you know, he's 80 years old. He's been on the run for decades. Um, and the thing I love about that story is that it shows me that here's Moses. He's basically moving his father-in-law's sheep and goats back and forth, grazing every day, this kind of level of monotony he's allowed himself to get into. And he's basically said, peace out. I'm I'm not part of God's plan, obviously, anymore. I'm way too old for that. This is my life. I'm moving sheep and goats back and forth. And I can't tell you how many people see themselves in that story, where they believe that, okay, in my 20s, I should have gone on a mission trip. When I was in my 30s, I really should have gone off to graduate school. Uh, when I was in my 40s, I should have done this. And basically, because of the situation in their life, that these things didn't happen. And now, as they look back, they made the decision that, you know what, I'm a JV player on God's team. You know, I there, maybe I'm going to do some things. I'll help out and some this and that. I'll do this and that. But any type of big sense of calling, any big sense of change, that's not me anymore. You know, it's 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 not my story. Moses is a classic example is you never get to a place in your life where God isn't ready to give you the big call. (laughs) The, the, The direct line, the speed dial is always on. And so you get Moses, who's literally told himself that he can't possibly be used by virtue of the actions that he has. How do I fit into God's story? And God gets his attention. And what is his first response? You've got the wrong guy. (laughs) <laughs> you, you have obviously called the wrong number. Um, you know, you better call somebody else. I can't do this. I'm not the person to do this. And what happens with Moses is Moses has to come to grips with three basic things. Number one, he's, he's afraid. And, and God tells him not to fear, which is a big theme I have in the book as well is, is how the do not fear statement repeatedly keeps coming up when we ask big questions. The first, Cause in, in the human existence, we get pulled between fear and wonder all the time. You know, our response to kind of a, getting closer and closer to God and intimacy with others, we, first of all, our response is fear. This, I mean, I'm gonna lose control, I'm gonna lose myself, I can't do it, it's inadequacy, it's shame of what I've been. Or if we allow ourselves to be pulled where God is, it's wonder and revelation, right? We forget about ourselves, we allow ourselves to be thrown into God's story. So why I find that really helpful is when I'm asking particular questions about vocation, Relationship, churches, and I turn to Moses's story of who am I. I can see myself in those stories. I can see myself in that question, in those contours, and I have to remind myself that the people of Scripture are there to give me guidance and mentorship. They're give me confidence, and, and, and as somebody at my age, right, I can look and see Moses at eighty and realize, okay, if he can do this, maybe I can too, right? So so these questions give context and they also give some uh, a little bit of grounding to the types of questions I ask. I ask maybe out of a place of anxiety. Moses also asked from a place of anxiety, right? And the response that God gives is a very relevant question to me as well.
1: It's a great way of looking at scripture because you know we also talk about Um, Scripture is a story, is a narrative, and we're invited into that story by way of of invitation to make Jesus our Lord. And so, but but for a lot of us, that just sort of stops there. It's like, okay, well, the New Testament, yeah, it makes sense. That's Jesus. But the Old Testament, it's like, how how does this wrap up our story? And so, I think asking these questions is one more way of showing how the Old Testament is connected with with our lives. I mean, these are people that are struggling with their faith, that are struggling with trying to figure out who they are, their identity, their call with God. And yeah, the fear that you wrestle with it. I've got to read this quote because this just hit me over the, the back of the head. As You say, fear, as seen throughout the biblical, biblical account, will often take us in one of two directions. Fear either turns us to worship because we realize we need to turn and bind ourselves, bind our lives to God, or it makes us run in terror by going further and further into darkness. Fear brings out what is closest to us. When God calls you, what fear arises in you and, and pushes back. And I think that's a perfect example of these sorts of questions of—it's um, like a, it's a, it's a God-ordained or God-inspired fight-or-flight response almost, right? It's like, you know, are we going to flee into him or run away from him? Are we going to fight these uh, desires that we have in our hearts, or are we going to give ourselves over and, and allow— um, God to take and and use those and draw us out. A struggle with a sense of
0: identity is one that I would argue every human being faces at some point. There's a fear you don't have value or that your life has no meaning, and there's a struggle to find who we are and why we're here. As Jeff pointed out, so many of the people we read about in scripture were struggling with these same questions. It's not a new experience, and in those places of struggle, God met them. I want to challenge you today to take some time and read the story of Moses from Exodus chapters 1 through 4. And as you read it, try to feel with Moses as he talks with God. God knows your struggles, and he knows your identity, just like he knew Moses. So today, rest in your identity as a beloved child of God. He made you, he's shaping you, and he loves to take care of you. Rest in him today.
1: and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about what Jeff has to say about questions, check out his book, Live the Questions. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation where Jeff unpacks the meeting between Jesus and Nicodemus. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.